Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I've got good news, Jordan. What? For folks out there. Good. In listener land. Weather's lovely here in Los Angeles. I'm sure a, a sigh of relief mm-hmm. is being I, breathed I like all to, across the world. I like to make sure everyone has a little bit of context. Mm-hmm. The beginning of the program, weather's maybe a little too warm. Mm-hmm. There's uh, some kind of fun fair going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we're here to have a good time. This good. is the three most important things in terms of setting context for this operation. And let me... There's one more thing. Yeah. But I want to introduce... If this was a Star Wars movie, that would be done in a, in a crawl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Weather's great. Exactly. Fun fair going on. Maybe a little too warm. I, exactly. I I, uh, I want to introduce our guest. You've seen her on stage and television. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've seen her uh, at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater frequently. Sure. You've seen her on the television program, Children's Hospital. You've seen Maybe on her. some uh, best uh, funniest people on Twitter lists. Oh, yeah. I uh, will often catch her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Absolutely. Emily Maya Mills. Hi, Hello. hi, Emily. How are you? Hi, great. Am I wrong about that best of Twitter list? There was, yeah, there was. But there was, is the, the Huffington Post put out a top 18 females to follow on Twitter. <laughs> but I found out recently that they've done that several times. So there might just be thousands of women you can follow on Twitter. Different people every time? Um, I think there are some repeats. I don't yeah. know how many times they... Do At you this have point, to, it just ha- says Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> do you have it's to like, have a nip half- slip that goes along with it? Yes. I have several, so that's why I made the list several times. Uh, Congratulations. One, no. one quick... I mentioned there was one more piece of context I wanted mm-hmm. to give you guys. You guys are probably wondering why I've transmogrified into a sort of half-man, half-Toyota Prius. I wasn't going to bring it up, but... Uh, Since you, you know, it's because I went to see the National last night. Mm. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Um, which was the, literally the whitest experience I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy the now. Number one, let's be clear. I enjoy the music of the National. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we I had f- uh, really great tickets for the National mm-hmm. uh, that were given to me by the National. Okay, wow, nice. and so I feel like I want to make it clear. Also, I... also very white, bringing up that you know the national. Yes. <laughs> also, that Obama bumper sticker you've tried to scratch off of your <laughs> tail end. I, we um, can see that you just gave up after halfway. I, I, uh, but I have, ne- I, it's, I've never really been to an indie rock concert, mm-hmm. really. Well, we went to see Andrew Bird for a little bit that one time. Yeah, that that was like what like this was. Okay. Um, it was at the Greek Theater, which is a big outdoor, beautiful outdoor amphitheater here in Los I'm Angeles. From my house. Um, sounded- Congratulations! Thank you. <laughs> Good work. I could almost die now. You, I mean. you like who do you who do you like to get out there and see? Blood, sweat, and tears. Honestly, I've only seen one show there, and I live down the street. It was Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, that would have been great. And Maeve, Maze featuring Frankie Beverly. Ah. Oh. I would. I did go up there for the uh, Al Green sound check at one point. Just mm. walking around. Oh, can I say? Can I say? I did. I saw Al Green at the Concord Pavilion. I think in the San Francisco Bay Area, a similar yes. sort of outdoor venue, and um, it was great. It was f- tremendous. He's it phenomenal. was a. It was a great show, 
And opening for him was Isaac Hayes, the mm. late the late mm-hmm. Isaac Hayes, who's uh, oh. uh, you know he's passed on since, but was in good health then. Isaac Hayes was horrible. Oh really? <laughs> and I'm an Isaac Hayes fan. I'm not trying to be rude to Isaac Hayes, but Isaac Hayes' whole set just was too just, much Scientology stuff, right? It was synthesizer strings, mm-hmm. and him. He literally he literally played. His songs from South Park in his set. Oh wow! <laughs> and you're like, He's like it's me. Sure, yeah. it was it was pretty rough. I, I if I was Isaac Hayes, I would have two different sets that I would use. I think when you you know when you are opening for Al Green, fans of or you know R and B and soul music, you can play your well regarded R and B and soul hits. Mm-hmm. Or I'm, when you know, and then when you're playing opening um, for Tim and Eric. Or sure, exactly. Now. Yeah. Well, Al Green did go on tour with Tim and Eric that one time. <laughs> it was early in their career. It was mm-hmm. the Tom Goes to the Mayor years. Um, so it was not, it wasn't big shows. Um, and a lot of their fans just thought he was David Liebehart. <laughs> right. Of course they did. Um, I, uh, at this, at this show, the most, the most interesting things that happened to me at this mm-hmm. national show, uh, besides the show itself, which yeah. was, which was great. Uh, where there was this, there was this guy standing in front of me who I swear to God, everyone, I will set the scene by saying further that everyone at this entire concert looked like they were going to a national concert. <laughs> like just exactly what you'd expect. Just in a huge crowd of 25 to 35 year old white people, um, in indie rock clothing. Uh, just birds <laughs> on clothing everywhere. Wow. And then in front of me was a dude who was wearing a party shirt. And had a uh, half, uh, well, I guess it is what an actual goatee mm-hmm. when it starts at the corners of your mouth and just goes oh, straight yeah. down. I, you Solo know, goatee. I have a hard time with beard classification. That's something I don't know a lot are about. You, are you beard blind? Yeah, I, am, I have beard blindness. <laughs> uh, I think people will say. That was say, really hard for me to say, guys. <laughs> I think people will say, will call the one that starts at your nose mm-hmm. and goes down to your chin. That's generally called a goatee. Okay. Uh, but I think that's actually a Van Dyke. Okay. And so uh, a jerk who knows a lot about goatees will correct you if sure. you call that a goatee. Right. I think I'm correct in What's saying that. What's a Van that. Halen? That's just... <laughs> that's when your beard comes up and forms a captain's hat on your head. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when your beard can't drive 55? No, that's a solo song. Yeah, that's a Sammy Hagar solo project. Shit. Yeah. I don't really know a lot about Van Halen. That's a, it's a Hagar. Can we? Can, they call that the Cabo Wabo. <laughs> if we want to get back to Isaac Hayes, yeah, uh, I can get a lot of. But this guy was standing in front of us. Really looked like he was at a Rascal Flats concert, mm-hmm. full on Rascal Flats. And I thought this guy, since we're in relatively fancy seats, I'm just mm-hmm. thinking this guy. I'm trying to think. Does the Greek theater have subscribers? Or is it mm-hmm. possible that this guy works for the beer company that provides the beer? Mm-hmm. And so, so it, so you were confused by the fact that there was a guy who was dressing intentionally. I don't know what the word is. I don't. And rural's probably not the word, but maybe that's the one. I'm. I'm. Maybe that's the best way. So you're. You were confused that there was a guy who was dressed in. Goofy pseudo hillbilly clothes. Who was actually a rich guy? I want that doesn't to, track for you for some reason. I want to be clear that this guy was not wearing goofy pseudo hillbilly mm-hmm. clothes. This guy was wearing uh, insurance agent uh, 
after work clothes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm. What am I? I maybe I'm confusing weekend. Rascal Flats with like Mumford and Sons. Yeah, Rascal Flats are a pop country band. Oh, okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. They're heavy on the pop. Okay. Um, and I, I was seriously, I was so boggled by this guy. And I'm oh, he was just okay. So your thing is, he was just dressed so daddish and middle class. Like that's that was your just monumentally yeah. daddish, but also, also like the goatee. It was like a, I mean, past daddish. Sure, mm. he had post, on the post dad party <laughs> shirt. As I mentioned, he had on a party shirt, a short sleeve mm-hmm. camp shirt. I believe it it was he looked like he was good also take a break and go have a drink at the Cabo Wabo Cantina. Mm-hmm. You know what I think happens a lot with with concerts at big venues that have like sponsors, you know, when it's like the Hyundai presents, I think a lot of guys get tickets from work. Mm. I think that happens a lot like you're, does like hey your dad I got some tickets to this because my work is sponsoring it. So I think that's where your kind of out of place dads will come from. And maybe they end up going because they have a telephone conversation with a child of theirs who's, they're like, what is this, national? And they're like, yeah. oh, dad, dude. You, you got to go. go. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, here's what happened. I, I spent the first. Their kids have since moved to Portland. <laughs> yes. And the kids, yeah. Left the nest flown yeah. with their bird oh, shirts. I'm getting out of L.A. <laughs> where people are real. I spent the first 10 or 15 minutes of the show looking at this guy, wondering, what is this guy's mm-hmm. deal? Like, how could this guy be at this show? And at some point, maybe 35, 40 minutes in, you know, my wife's pregnant. You don't know that, Emily, but my wife is pregnant. Thank you. You know, women can sense these things, Jesse. Mm, you look like so a I've father g- to be. <laughs> I've got the glow. You'll soon be a post-dad at a concert. Thank you. Out of context, and Thank people you. will wonder why you're there. Thank you. <laughs> have I, you been to the Cabo Wabo Cantina? I have not. I've walked past the Cabo mm-hmm. Wabo Cantina in an airport once, which is a lot like being in a Cabo Wabo Cantina. Sure. I mean, you get a lot of the vibe. It has an airporty feel to it. I So we sat down. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm trying to say. Despite the fact that we had seats where everyone else was standing, we sat down because uh, my wife had to sit down because she's got a baby mm-hmm. inside her, and I didn't want to be a dick and be like, Haha, "Fuck you, I'm standing <laughs> up." Uh, and I got a different perspective. <laughs> I on like this the idea guy. of telling a pregnant woman, "Fuck you," for <laughs> <laughs> something so tiny. I yeah. I literally did. Mm-hmm. That's why she's pregnant. Oh sure. Um, <laughs> but you said it before you did it. I did. Yeah. You like to give her. So- You're like one of those anime characters that yells out what he's about to do before he does it. Somehow I got a different perspective on this guy. Mm-hmm. This guy knew every fucking word wow. to every song. Wow. And was going, this guy was easily the biggest national fan in my area. <laughs> and I, and it immediately, it, like my, my brain completely clicked over mm-hmm. about what this guy was all about. Like this is a dude, in my mind, this is a dude who hangs out exclusively with the Rascal Flats crowd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But he has the national. That's his fucking thing. Yeah, man. Can I say one word, and that is Pandora? Is that is this? You think Rascal Flat Station? Oh, will lead yeah, you into yeah. The he national. was. If you might like, he's a. If you might like, you know, Wait, the result. If you, if you might like Rascal Flats, you might like oh, right. Johnny Mars solo work. <laughs> in which case, you might like the national. Sure, you right. could. Yeah, you could follow that. He's a rabbit hole. Result, you yeah. say he was. It yeah, was I, think, gorgeous. I think. Yeah, with listening to Pandora, you can. It can go in either directions. You can either go more credible or less credible. Right. Like, um, yeah, I feel like when I'm listening to like an Elvis Costello Pandora station, like it'll go to Hall and Oates so quick. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, maybe then what are we getting with this Elvis Costello station? Maybe you'll get the jam. Maybe you'll get some buzzcocks, but it'll just go right to Hall & Oates. Yep. Pretty quickly. I, I've been on the Kanye West station before, and mm-hmm. it, it worked its way to Frank Sinatra, and I'm not kidding. I don't know <laughs> what that is. <laughs> Every Pandora station that I choose to listen mm-hmm. to, just immediately, all of a sudden, I'm like, why am I listening to 80s Stevie Wonder? Yep. Just everything goes straight to <laughs> 80s Stevie Wonder. I've been enjoying... Uh, uh, well, using Spotify recently, mm-hmm. and a new thing that Spotify has in the home the home page when you when you launch it, it has a section for when you were in high school. This was popular. Mm, yeah. I don't really know why Spotify knows how old I am. Probably because it goes through Facebook. Knows. Yeah, it's just all your data is out there now. So and it is all. <laughs> it was everything. Uh, okay, let me know what you get. I think we're about the same age. Yeah. Uh, every time I launch Spotify, it suggests I listen to Tony Braxton and things similar to Tony Braxton. <laughs> like, it, it knows how old I am, but it has not taken into account what I have listened to since. It's just like, you'll probably enjoy Butterfly by Mariah Carey. Right, Because right. it was popular when you were in high school. Right. They have come There's... up with the nostalgia of Stay. What was, uh, what was that woman? Oh, gosh. Stay. The song is Stay. Oh, Lisa Lowe? Yeah, Lisa Lowe. Okay. You get a lot of that. You mean stay, parentheses, I missed you. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I was You gotta say the parentheses. Yeah, yeah, you gotta say the parentheses. And you mean Lisa Lowe been nine stories. (laughs) Is that the album? I believe that was her faux band. Mm. I had a crush on Lisa Loeb when I was 11, so... Oh, that's very sweet. I know, it is very sweet. I've never listened to her intentionally. So their, their data... Yeah, where they're getting it can't even track back far enough to right. know what we were listening to. <laughs> I um I met I met Lisa Loeb very briefly backstage at uh, Jimmy Pardo's podcastathon a mm-hmm. couple years ago, and I had really not thought about Lisa Loeb in a long time. Um, although uh, from what I understand, she's made some lovely music and done some good television hosting and stuff like that since since uh, she was a superstar. Doesn't she? Doesn't she like write kids albums now? Is that yeah, I've, I've heard thing? that yeah. she's a she's a per- one of the people who makes uh, good uh, music for children. Mm-hmm. And um, but when I met Lisa Lowe backstage, I was like, uh, like you know, it was like shake hands. Oh hi, mm-hmm. uh, Lisa. This is Jesse. Jesse, this is Lisa. I was like in my head, I was just like. Oh fuck! I have a crush on Lisa Loeb. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! I hope she doesn't see my trapper keeper where I wrote, "Mr. Jesse Loeb, Mr. Jesse Loeb hyphen Thorn." I felt I felt like an eleven year old so fast. Uh, It was as though the only thing that I can imagine. That would make me feel like an 11 year old that fast would be if there was some kind of contest that I won where. I ran out to shortstop with the San Francisco Giants. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like if I was out at shortstop and everyone said, "Hey," then I would feel similar. Some sort but, of bat boy for a day. But mm-hmm. let's be clear, it would have to be a candlestick park. Could not happen at candlestick. AT&T park. Absolutely. Okay, so here's the other thing that happened to me at the National. Oh, uh, just R E uh, early '90s uh, proto crush women with glasses. Uh, Kennedy wrote a book, mm-hmm. and she's kind of got a saucy picture on the front. Mm. Kennedy's oh, looking good. Kennedy. Kennedy's looking. Looking good and conservative. Is she? Is she? Is she not on the new alt station in L.A.? Is she? Oh, great! You know, I thought she was on the. The last time I heard, I thought about what's Kennedy up to. She was on the like AM like talk a hot talk station. Uh, not even hot, t- but like chasing the Rush Limbaugh is on. Right. Uh, that's a hot. That's called. Oh, hot oh talk. okay. Yeah, okay. That format's called hot uh, talk. Yeah. Okay. So okay. anyway, so yeah, and she she's joined. Uh, she has joined uh, political commentator S.E. Cup as hot. 
uh, conservative women with glasses that I kind of have a crush on but feel bad about it. Interesting. Well, it, I think it's the remnants. I think there's some kind of effectiveness of sense memory of crushes from when you were that age. It's sort of like smells, but it's yeah, it's sure. visceral. That's right? very that's very true. I feel the same. I felt the same way about Kennedy, though not to the extent I, mean, I felt it about Lisa Loeb. Yeah, but when I, I mean, I that's that's actually just a, a great point because every time um, you know I smell Pillsbury cinnamon rolls in the oven, I get a boner. So. <laughs> Just so, like your first. Yeah. <laughs> and then I fuck a cinnamon roll. <laughs> right out of the oven. The other thing that I saw at the Nat that mm-hmm. was amazing about the national concert is that as we were standing in line at the will call. I am listening. I just want to, I want to, I want to pass around this Kennedy picture. I want to get an <laughs> opinion, but please. You, you can't possibly listen. I can bang Kennedy. Pass a, a picture of Kennedy to me. A. We'll do that. I want you to finish. B, we have a producer. He can find a picture of Kennedy. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, find the saucy picture of Kennedy from her book. Sorry. And if you can make it three-dimensional and just cram it against the window, that would be great. And topless. Yeah. You can also make it topless. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. So this is the other thing that I saw... Uh, at the, uh, standing in the wait list line, or what's that called? The will call line. Mm-hmm. This woman in front of us is getting involved in this huge conversation with the ticket lady. And she says, she says, yeah, I had tickets. I got them from someone else, uh, but I don't have them now. And I don't know what name they're under. Wow. And she starts listing names. And the person's like, I have to, I can only look it up by the name on your ID. And she says, She's like, Aaron Aronson. <laughs> Bill Aronson. She's just going Go through the phone book till she gets it. She says, I don't have the tickets, um, but I have a photograph of the tickets that has the ticket number <laughs> on it. Oh, wow. And so we're like, okay, we are getting into another line. So we get into another line because we're not going to deal with this. And as we're standing in the other line, she says, the tickets were a gift and I received it while I was on safari in Africa. I have a photo of myself on my birthday. (laughs) Wait a second, but everything's electronic, first of all. She got the tickets. She got the tickets in the mail while she was on safari (laughs) in Africa. So that might be how she misplaced them. That's probably it. Um, yeah, she just thought the person would be so impressed that she had been to Af- like, oh, no one who had been to who's been to Africa would lie about tickets. Yeah, I would hashtag that first world problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she was in a third world country. She yeah. did she follow that up with, listen, I need to be in there because I deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> just just like this pair of tusks in my purse. The band would want me to be there. <laughs> We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. My name is Graham Clark. My name is Dave Shumka. I'm the other guy who hosts Stop Podcasting Yourself. And I'm the other guy that hosts Stop Podcasting Yourself. We are from Canada, so we don't know many of your ways. But what we do know is quality podcasting. And whale blubber. Yeah. There's 50 different words for podcast in our language. We would say all 50 of them, but why don't you just listen to our show and you'll get you'll get the gist of what we're about. We bring a guest on, we talk about their lives, we talk about our lives, we talk about things they've 
overheard. It's a great time. And you know what? You're not going to regret it. Stop podcasting yourself. Available from MaximumFun.org or on iTunes. Brr. That's what we say in Canada when we're cold. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Emily Maya Mills, just darling. <laughs> she is. It's true. Not a lie. It's true, Not folks. Not a lie. It's true. She's a regular Lisa Loeb in here. <laughs> a a glasses-free Lisa Loeb. A I regular Lisa Loeb. I, um, I've been getting a lot of requests for updates on a few things, mm-hmm. so I want to run through a couple of updates. Sure. You just want to do just this just quick? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. First of all, uh, so while you do this, can I just zone out and look at Kennedy picks? <laughs> That's what you're doing right now. Yeah. You're somehow <laughs> so. I'm just saying, can I out. continue to do this? <laughs> yes. May I? Number one, uh, we are coming to the UK. Yes. Immediately, imminently. All the information is at MaximumFun.org. We are doing two shows in London, one Jordan Jesse mm-hmm. Go, one International Waters, and we're doing a f- show at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Edinburgh will have uh, Graham Clark. Hey. We'll have Matt Ricardo, who's an amazing like cabaret performer. Not like uh, Patti Lapone, <laughs> but like he does uh, he does a sort of – it's not exactly a magic act, but it's like, uh, you know – it's like a variety act. Variety is what they call it. <laughs> Wonderful. Among he his... reads to you out of variety. <laughs> One of his. So if you want to know who's done Bafopia. Yeah. He's, and he really belittles you on Pacific... where your career's at right now. <laughs> Pacific Rim scores overseas. <laughs> Uh, you should have some sort of digital deal. One of his signature <laughs> moves is, you know how a magician sometimes or a performer will whip a tablecloth out mm-hmm. from underneath a set table and everything mm-hmm. stays in place? I love that move. Uh, Classic do- move. Sexy. Do- Very sexy. He does- well, I mean, I think... I mean, anything a magician is doing, really, but that specifically. Yeah. He does that backwards. Oh. He puts it on without. That is... Which is a pretty neat thing. I saw a video sure. of him doing it. I was very impressed. Mind-blowingly sexy. Very fun. I also like that it's not a trick. What else can he do with that tablecloth, I mean, you're thinking? Yeah. Okay. He's not just taking it out. He's putting it in. So moral, moral of the story <laughs> is go to these freaking shows. Yeah. Don't be a dope. If you live anywhere within, and I'm including continental Europe in this, please, because the truth is, please. what are the odds that we're going to come do a show in Barcelona? You know what I mean? <laughs> Very slim. What are the? What oh, are, I am doing a tour of gay discos. <laughs> that's true, <laughs> but that's like a solo thing. You won't be there, right? But that's what you'll. Your if you want to come, tribute act. Yeah, if you want to come see me. Yeah, you can come to Barcelona's the famous plaza, yeah. the plaza in sure. Barcelona. Jordan is known for two things. Mm-hmm. One is witticisms on Jordan Jesse Go. Mm-hmm. Two is serving that disco realness. <laughs> that realness. <laughs> Just that Sylvester style late seventies gay the, disco. How's the chest hair? Uh, I, well, I. This is for the fans. Okay. I have a when I do these tours, I have a chest merkin. Merkin. I have a. <laughs> I hope that doesn't take away from it when people are there, but you know, I don't. I don't grow a natural chest bush, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so, so if you're pubic in... bush, on the other hand, all me. out of control, all yes, out of control, <laughs> unpleasant. The entire European <laughs> Union plus Switzerland. Mm-hmm. If you're within the sound of our voice, you are required to come to this show. Hey, and mm-hmm. if you're some, if you're some, if you're some college kid who's backpacking, 
That's going on around this time. Oh, yeah. yeah that's... Absolutely. If you're finding yourself in Europe, come see us. What a trip. And bring Jordan some pot. Yeah, bring me some pot. Oh, yes. You can't get good pot here. The, all the good pot's in Scotland. I've, I've heard that. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> LA, LA is just a pot wasteland, guys. Have you tried to get high in LA? It's all just pencil shavings. I mean, it's this, this environment. It's yeah. no good for crops. I know. So that's number one. Number two. So that's update number one. Everybody come. No excuses. Yeah. It's right now. We will Go help, you. We will help you find yourself. Can Go I just to say we will finger you. Tickets. That's really exciting. You're doing I, shows in Europe. Congratulations. That's like so awesome. International. Thank you very much. Yeah. I mean, I'm envious. I just renewed yeah. my passport for no reason because I want to go somewhere. Yeah. You, you should go what? somewhere. Just pack up your backpack and hit the road, man. I was hoping you were going to invite Stay me. Stay in hostels. <laughs> yeah. We have guests already. Oh. I think we mentioned Graham is going to be on the show already. So. Yeah. Okay. If you can grow a competitive beard <laughs> before then, we'll see. I don't know if you've seen Graham Clark's beard. It's great. If we come back. And we do Barcelona. Barcelona. If we do Dusseldorf, mm. if we do Copenhagen, mm-hmm. then maybe we'll bring on the next the leg of the European tour. Ah. Yeah. So that's update number one. Right. Update number two that a lot of folks have been asking me about, and the reason it's been left behind so long is that we recorded our last week's episode a few weeks yeah. early when we've we been were reading the Left Behind novels. Yes. <laughs> is about the pig. Mm-hmm. So for your information, for anyone who missed the episode where we discussed that this was imminent, uh, my wife's cousin, a San Francisco resident named Luke, and his wife, Rohini, have a pig named Atticus. And Atticus lives in their apartment, and he's adorable. I love um, and he is almost as adorable as their child. I mean that sincerely. 80% as adorable. And they have a real good-looking child. Oh. So the pig, Atticus, uh, Luke is in a band. He had to come down to L.A. to do some recording. And so they needed a backyard for Atticus to stay in uh, while they were in Los Angeles because they didn't want – they were crashing on friends' floors and didn't want to be dragging this pig around and confusing it and so on and so forth. But they needed a backyard in L.A., not in San Francisco. Well, it was going to stay at their friend's apartment. But then they wanted to bring it with them so it could see them every day because it misses them when it doesn't see them. Oh, wow. So we said, yes, please, absolutely. So I am now an expert on the care and feeding of a house pig. Um, And it was a very mixed bag. Care, make mud, Uh feeding, give it anything. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The two cardinal rules. Well, here's the thing. The pig, number one, is an adorable pig. It's not gross at all for all you people that think pigs are gross. It's not. It's totally not gross. It is really, like, sweet and wanted to be my friend. And it even at one point, it liked me enough that it rolled over on its back so I could pet its belly. Do you think it maybe just wanted to be milked? It also, it could have wanted to be milked. Yeah. Its teats uh, were engorged. Beach. Okay. Yeah, um, I also it also bit me. Okay, pretty good. Yeah, pigs can bite. Pigs are biters. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the catalyst for this bite? Why did I think it thought I had food in my hand? It was not mm. an aggressive bite, ah. um, but it was a hard bite. Oh, it bit hard and it only drew a tiny bit of blood, but it was on my palm. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so it hurt like a motherfucker. Well, I mean, it's part of your skin regimen to coat your hand in peanut butter, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I do coat. I'm, but who doesn't do that? I mean, most people do that, I most think. Most people do do that. And You're a right. lot of people have pigs. You'd think you would have heard about those two things being incompatible if they were. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sort of one of those, come on, give me a Well, there's an episode of Seinfeld about it. No. Well, you know. <laughs> but it's one of those late ones, so it's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> and a little racist. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Somehow the pig has a, the pig, yeah, the pig has an Indian outfit, uh, an Indian accent. Um, so, yes, ma'am. How big is this pig? Uh, it's about the size of a medium-sized dog, who is very round. Okay. So I would guesstimate it's not. It's he's small enough that one person one person could pick him up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would probably have to be a larger person. Okay. Like a, I was going to say a dude, but a large, a strong lady probably could too. But you know, it's it, maybe he weighs uh, fifty pounds. That would be my guess. Okay, you know, all right, something like that. Emily, I appreciate there... that you signal when you have something to say. Yeah, I think that's really polite. I think, yeah, that may be something I just invented for all of pod. Hey guys, just <laughs> change the face of podcast. I'm just it's, kidding. It's it's as if you realize that uh, podcasters have a problem with overtalk. <laughs> I think you're probably the first one to notice that. <laughs> the, the, that is a thing. I, I have to say... Just this... wave at us if we don't finish a story. If we start a story and don't finish it. We oh, have a signal I'll for steer that you too. back in. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Jordan, I know you were against me taking in this pig, and you I, hate all can I, pigs. Can I clarify? You hate all pigs. I will clarify. And you think that pigs are only good as bacon. I have I have received some, I have received some pig flack. Online and in person. Some deserved pig flack. My, I think me and Nick Adams, our point, R-E, pig. Mm-hmm. Was Nick your, the last guest? She was the last guest. He was the guest when we were talking about Love the Nick. pig. Is just that. When you are living in a big city and not a farm, and you have a house pig, when there are shelters filled with dogs and cats and other, and, you know, regular pets. He was a rescue pig. Go mm-hmm. ahead. You are making a move. You are making an intentionally cute move. And, you know, <laughs> it is in it's it's when you ride a unicycle instead of a bike is when mm. you play a ukulele instead of a guitar. Mm-hmm. It is a it is a look at me move. And not to say that that's bad or malicious or but I think I think what we just wanted was let's call a spade a spade. Let's call this a this was, you know, pet when the discussion of pet came up. Ferret was probably also in the running. <laughs> Python, weird bird. But anyway, not that they're not possible. lovely people. Well, uh, any any. Well, pet. they're not people at all, technically. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Any pet is intentionally a cute move, right? Sure, so totally. That, that's first and foremost. Second of all, maybe there was some long, you know, lifelong uh, obsession or adoration of pigs. Could, yeah, when maybe. I was little, I really, really wanted a baby elephant. In my mind, I was like fixated <laughs> on that for a really long time. And to this day, when I see elephants that are small, mm-hmm. if they would have stayed that size, that would have been my front runner forever. Sure, you know, if they could stay backyard sized. <laughs> I would still, I'd go for it. Okay. So you hate pigs. Yes. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, And there were some tough parts about having the pig in the Mm -hmm. house. I would not have this pig, I would not have the pig return. And this is, I'll tell you why. (laughs) He did not write a thank you note. I'm welcome. (laughs) I love the pig. He was Um, a cop. (laughs) (laughs) One thing about a pig is... He narked on you guys. (laughs) You can really tell that it knows what's going on, mm-hmm. like it knows what's up, 
And it was not happy about the fact that its parents left. Sure. Mm. Uh, it was, it was really not happy about that. And in the evening, when it figured out it was sleeping outside, um, it was pissed. So this is a, this in is what? a fussy pig. This is a, well, this is a pig that's used to a certain lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a woman in a divorce that needs to be the lifestyle to which it's become accustomed. Mm. You know, like, not- it's a partnership between the mm-hmm. parents and the pig. And the three of them, you know, you have to maintain that lifestyle. So here's the thing. Would you call the pig a MILF? (laughs) (laughs) Around 9.30. A MILF. A MILF. A MILF, if you will. Around 9, maybe 9 o'clock It sounds like something you would get at the same store that you would a cronut. (laughs) Do I want a cronut or a PILF? Do I want a cronut, a phonut, or a PILF? Mm. One of each. Why not? (laughs) I've been good this week. It's my cheat day. Between nine and ten, it would it would make some of the saddest sounds, and pigs make really intense sounds. They're not. Th- this pig was not a super loud pig mm-hmm. during the day, but um, when it was making sound, it was so sad that it made me feel like I was doing something really, really wrong. Mm-hmm. And I talked to Luke about it. We checked in with Luke about it at the pig's dad and. He said, you know, she just makes some noise before she goes to bed and she probably misses us. And you're not doing anything wrong. But it was really hard for me to, like, settle myself into bed thinking, like, oh, gosh, is this pig just so sad and miserable? <laughs> also, Luke and Rohini he had a little it. tiny. He had a little tiny disc man and he was just listening to the Smiths. Yeah. <laughs> Luke and Rohini <laughs> bought it a dog bed. Uh, and it basically ate the dog bed. Like the next morning, we went out there. Oh, huh. It seems like there's no during, there's no appropriate pet gear for a pig because a pig you don't have them as pets. It's almost as if they don't make appropriate things for them. Yeah, I was going to say that the crying may have been, and the listening to the Smiths sure. may have just been a pig realizing it was in a situation yeah. that was not natural to it and having yeah. an existential crisis. He's like, I'm an affectation. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> The pig, uh, I'm, a wax, I'm basically a waxed mustache, but a pet. The pig was happy to sleep on the dog bed during the day, mm-hmm. but at night when it got upset, um, it I came out the next day and just little brownish black pube-like tufts of dog bed stuffing were everywhere in the yard and just... The bed had been torn to shreds, like as though it was a prisoner trying to escape from a high prison window <laughs> with his bed sheet. So, jerk dogs might do the same thing. Let's say, sure, could be totally jerk dog move. Yeah, I mean, the, but as I said, the dog wasn't being. I mean, the pig wasn't being aggressive mm-hmm. at all. At no point was the pig aggressive. The only time the pig was aggressive was when was with food. Pigs' intensity around food is. Ten times any dog ever. And I have one of my dogs was a street dog and she will go like in like an insane thing for any piece of scrap of food. Yeah. But this pig had had it beat by five. Hmm. And so and I, you know, after it bit me, it it gave me feelings. I was like, pig, I'm trying to help you here, pig. You know, I defended you against those two assholes who said pigs were only good to be affectations or bacon. <laughs> I said you're a smart animal and you're nice and you're sweet and you just bit the shit out of me. 
But then we made up. Then that's we the, that's up. the thing with pigs, too. They don't realize who's sticking up for them on podcasts. I know. <laughs> they don't. They don't appreciate it. But um, then their owners come around, pick them up in a three-wheel motorcycle, and they... <laughs> <laughs> but in a little right sidecar. <laughs> One really <laughs> funny thing and, about a pig... Uh, they go to uh, they go to their urban beekeeping site. <laughs> a pig's main way of interacting with the world is through rutting. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, so pug, pigs will come up to you and try and rut your feet. So they will like go, they'll try and get, they'll do everything they can to get their nose underneath your foot and go, fun. And it is really fun. You were stepping on his truffles though. I was (laughs) stepping on his truffles. That's a good point. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, it was, uh, uh, the pig was actually really sweet. And I think for Luke and Rohini, whose house it lives in, it's probably a wonderful pet, but. It was a little tough. It was a little bit of a challenge to to have a pig in the backyard, more than I expected. I expected it to be a little chiller than it was. Hmm. Do you um, think that was maybe adjustment period that the actual reality of it might have been something you could handle? You know, if it was my pig, I could probably handle it. I mean, the other thing is... If it I, needs to be more chill, you should just smoke it out. I, <laughs> I, don't I mean, a, put him in a smoker. I don't have <laughs> for a his lot meat. Of, I don't have It'll a lot be of Jordan does not value him as a pet. We've yeah. pig, that. I have a lot of pig. I don't have, I have a lot I mean, of it'll dog. It'll get high though. It'll feel like be cool with that. I kept wanting to treat it like a dog and it's a pig. Mm-hmm. Because I have dogs. Oh, and it loved the dogs and the dogs loved it. They oh, all played together amazing. and that was really cute. That's accusing. Um but I didn't uh I didn't know how to interact with it because I just thought I uh, just no dog stuff. So, in fact, it bit my hand when I was, uh, like, having it, because it knows how to sit and lie down. So I was having it do that things like I would with a dog, and it just went for my hand. Oh, um, oh like you pretended I you had, had a treat? I did have a treat at okay. one point. I gave him a treat uh, from my hand, and then he went for my treat after, uh, he went for my hand, because I guess treat smelled there like was a treat. treat. Now, did, did <clears throat> the pig have sort of emo- more emotive expressions? And Like, what was the soul of the pig like compared to a dog? The soul, the pig was very physical uh-huh. um, relative to a dog. So the pig wanted to, the pig wanted to sort of sidle up to me. And sort of push his side into me and like get, get connect with me that way more than my dog does. Sort of like a, in a, actually a funny way like a cat does, although without the sort of slinking past. But you know how a cat will kind of push into you? Sure. Mm. I, I guess because it's trying, trying to show the world that it's the boss of you. <laughs> um, a pig kind of will, will do that a little bit and also the rutting and it, and you can see, like, it has, pig has very bright eyes also. Uh huh. Very bright eyed creature. Not a, not a sort of, Dopey-eyed creature like but a thinking like you a can sheep. See the, the, can you see the? Wheels oh yeah, turning no. It, and... You can t- it, it when especially when Luke and Rohini were around, it reacted very clearly, very specifically to different stuff they did in the right way. Mm. Like it got it. Mm. I was very impressed by this pig. Not enough to give up eating pork. Let's be clear. No, but um, I was very impressed by it. They they they're vegetarians. They don't oh, eat any meat. interesting. Yeah, no pork for them. Have you checked the spider webs around you? Have there been has there been any commentary about the pig? Yeah, on you local know, spider webs. It's <laughs> funny. The spider web said it was some pig. Yeah. So I said, well, which pig? And that was the end of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I sent it off to the slaughterhouse. <laughs> That'd be funny if the spider web just said, eh. <laughs> yeah. B minus. Okay, pig. Okay, Passable pig. So there's your pig Can update, work. everyone. I got, had a lot more feelings of, I thought it would just be kind of fun and it would just be sort of hanging out in my backyard. Turned out to be pretty intense. 
uh, emotionally and physically much more so <laughs> than I expected. Uh, that's your pig update for this week's Jordan So if you're Jesse coming Gallup. to L.A. and you need someone to watch your ferret or giant tortoise, uh, you've got a backyard. <laughs> I will <laughs> absolutely watch someone's tortoise, not someone's ferret. Screw ferrets. I mean, I don't need a novelty pet. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about real, real salt of the earth pets, traditional pets. I'd like to the have tortoise a, is not a novelty pet. I'd like to have a chinchilla, but I hear that they're dicks. Are they? Are they bitey? Yeah, I think they're sort of bitey, but they're well, so beautiful all that and face soft. washing too. The thing is, it's just like oh, look at me. The thing, the reason I would like to have a tortoise is a. I've always liked turtles, and I had turtles as a kid. Um, but b. I just don't feel like it would cross me. Right. You know what I mean? It doesn't it's have just the energy. Not, it does well, not... it wouldn't occur to it. Yeah. I read recently that people are into, and this is a novelty pet for sure, the sloth as a pet. And I read a whole breakdown hmm. about why it makes, why it is actually, it makes a good pet. What are the reasons? Not um, domesticated. <laughs> number one. I Cla- guess. Clawed hands. <laughs> giant clawed hands. Um, completely, yeah, the size of a baby's face, clawed hands. Um, they, I guess they are so low energy, um, they just, they don't want for much. They don't have aggression in them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're cuddly and easy as far as um, food and their durability. Like, you, I think they're very just, durable. You only have to change the miles, tr- the, you change the oil every 10,000 miles. It's like a Volvo like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they don't like easily kind of get upset. You can just give them like lettuce or, you know, they you don't have okay. to get specialty food. Sure. That's, uh, you just, like give him a hamburger, drive through McDonald's. <laughs> I don't know. I think probably lettuces and things Thanks, like balls. <laughs> Do you want my Monopoly game pieces? <laughs> I'll take the fifty piece. Ah, oh, that's enough. You're out of here. Why do you need so many? You want too I, many nuggets, Sloth? Sloth wants too many nuggets. I can't scratch off. I can't scratch off the game card because I have. No idea what money is. <laughs> Fair enough, Don't Sloth. carry coins. And that's why they'll, you know... Sloth sounds like a They're dumber than a baby, so... Sounds terrible. Yeah. I'm not going to take it a Sloth. I'm sticking with normal pets like pigs, bunny rabbits... That's more normal. And tortoises. I mean... I guess they're slightly more frequent, but is a is a pig any more... I don't know... It's it's out there, as as Jordan would say. I think it's as out there as the sloth. It's not a lot of there's a pet pigs is a thing. It's always potbelly pigs. But like I think if you're talking thinking in terms of like how how much you can engage, how much you can pet, whether it's cuddly. I mean, it seems like a sloth is like pretty close to a stuffed you can, animal. You don't have to worry about it running right. away. Except you can catch it pretty yeah, easy. That's actually one Here's of the, the difference. <laughs> you can just kind of jog after it. It's oh, like there a he goes. Slow moving stuffed animal. A pig is a domesticated <laughs> animal, though. Like that's the key difference. A pig is a domesticated animal, while a sloth is not. But a sloth, how much needs to be domesticated? It doesn't do. It doesn't want for sleep. I wonder a lot. where a sloth pisses. I wonder if yes. you have to like pees and poops. That's a central issue. Can pees be and easily poops. trained. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, and I'll get a sloth. We'll be back <laughs> in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Emily Maya Mills, just darling. Let's check back in with the update updates. Mm -hmm. Uh, Second update, we went to Denver last week Mm -hmm. to have our 1,000 ice cream cones project. Uh, It turns out... And we should explain that this was a project we did with our listeners. We raised enough money 
to give out a thousand ice cream cones to strangers, to buy a thousand ice cream cones for strangers. And um, we went to Denver to do it at Sweet Action Ice Cream. Our, our friends own uh, an ice cream store there. And it turns out that uh, giving away a thousand ice cream cones makes you feel good inside. Oh, yeah. That's the ultimate. I heard someone like Bruce Springsteen, maybe it was Bruce Springsteen, somebody who, who gave some piece of advice somewhere along the way that like anytime you burn a gold or a platinum album, buy yourself an ice cream cone. Because the moment will pass. You won't remember the feeling, but you'll remember the ice cream cone. Did he say what flavor to buy? No. Ugh, what am I supposed to do with that advice then? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I've already, I feel right. like, I feel like it's terrible advice because I've already had six platinum records. And you just had bread pudding. And I just had that bread pudding. <laughs> Nobody even really likes bread pudding. And yeah. it's the bread pudding you keep in the freezer for that occasion. It's the same yeah. bread pudding. And it's getting desiccated. <laughs> yeah. Disgusting. The moisture has left this bread pudding. <laughs> at this point, it's barely a pudding at all. No. It's really a loaf. More of a crouton. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It is. Sweet croutons. It is, especially because I bake it and I put salt and pepper on it. <laughs> but that's nice because salads are so gross. <laughs> you need some really way to gross. pep up a salad. Little chunks of bread pudding. You need a way to pep up a salad. <laughs> it's great. I mean, then you got a healthy meal right there. Mm. Here's the thing. It's this, also palatable. This show comes out on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Next week... We're going to release our Thousand Cones video. Mm. Is going to be gorgeous. And we are going to ask that everyone who listens to this program not just watch it, but, you know, share it on your fucking Facebook and everything. So, so many people can be made happy by this amazing thing. I have to say, I was really touched by people's reactions to the cards that they got. Sunny D, our, our producer, is also a graphic designer and designed these cards to hand to people with someone's name on it when they got their free ice cream cone. So a lot of people honestly didn't even realize they were getting a free ice cream cone until they got up to the front of the counter. You know, like the, a variety of uh, people went in with a huge, every possible reaction. And when we would hand them the ice cream, we would hand them a cone and say, you know, this ice cream was bought for you by, and it would be one of the names of the people who contributed to the Kickstarter fund. Awesome. And it was absolutely amazing, people's reactions. They were so overjoyed. Did and, anyone cry? Oh, I don't know if we had any tears but we did have some dogs eating ice cream which is even better we um we had uh one of our kickstarter thank yous was for folks who gave a certain amount of money they'd get a postcard in the mail that was written a little written thank you note from someone who had gotten their ice cream that they had paid for and they filled out the folks were filling out those cards and maybe there was a few dozen of those 35 maybe And we had filled those out, you know, with addresses and put stamps on them and just left some pens in this area. And when those were gone, people were so moved by doing this, they kept wanting to do it. And so they started grabbing promotional postcards from Sweet Action. And so we just have this stack of 25 or 30 postcards that just like little kids and stuff just wrote, thank you for my ice cream, John, (laughs) or just whoever it was on their card. And then I want to be a dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And it was just, it was just lovely. It makes me want, like, one day for these people unwittingly to, like, hug for some weird, like, the person who bought the ice cream and the person who thanked them in the card. Should we, we could probably organize another Kickstarter to get people to hug their ice cream people. Hug their ice cream partner. Yeah. Their ice cream angel, maybe? (laughs) Sure, yeah. But I mean, but even if it just happened in the, like, it's, I can imagine it happening 
organically somewhere in the future down mm. the line. Like no one ever knew, but these two ice cream angels yeah. came across each other one day. I was reading uh, after we did this that Reddit has a similar thing that they do where they will buy someone a pizza randomly. Mm. They will send someone a pizza randomly. Mm. And I thought that was a pretty good idea. But I think ours is better because you don't have to wade through a bunch of Pokemon shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point, Jordan. That is a really good point. It also brings people together. Sure. Yeah. Monday is when our freaking... So does Pokemon, I guess, though, too. (laughs) Monday's when our ice cream video premieres. So uh, watch it, share it, put it on your Facebooks, put it on your Tumblogs. You know, put the backstory there. Cherish it, really. That's a really good point, Emily. Cherish that shit. Cherish it like, you know, those moments as people were experiencing that ice cream that was just a gift from... Who knows where? You know, cherish is a word, is a word, and I honestly cannot remember the rest of the lyrics of the song. <laughs> cherish, I have cherish. cherish. Cherish is a word. Nick, wake the fuck up and look this up. We still haven't seen that Kennedy picture either. Come on, man. Ah, <laughs> Sunny D's out this week, and Nick White is just fucking up left and right. I mean, this is a, this may be, and I apologize for the fact that you got caught up in this, Emily. I don't. I the last thing I want to do is to have you get down there to the bottom of our smoothie and hit the blades of the blender. But the truth is that this is the worst Jordan Jesse go we've ever recorded. What? Mm-hmm. It is the most shambolic Jordan Jesse go we've ever recorded. Seriously? The most disastrous Jordan Jesse go we've ever recorded. And there's only one. There's only one place to point the I finger. I mean, it, the people people know this program for being taught. This is boom, 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 boom. Fresh takes, hot takes on current issues. That's the kind of stuff that we bring ordinarily on Jordan Jesse Go. And so, if I look at given, stipulated, this is our worst show ever. Stipulated, we've done 250 some odd, 300 or so shows over the past six or seven years. Say, what is the difference? The difference? We're sitting right there in the control booth, Nick White. Well, there's also one other difference. Hmm. I'm your guest. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and blame Nick. No, I'm blaming Nick. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna blame I think Nick. My money's no, on you're, Nick. You're, yeah. <laughs> You've been doing a great job. You had a great nickname and. Sure. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. It turns out you're from San Francisco, so you're basically good mm-hmm. as gold for life with me. Forever. And I liked, I liked that when I found out you were from San Francisco off microphone and I said, oh, I'm from San Francisco too, and you thought that was interesting. Uh, you then clarified, you said, oh, are you from the city or? Yeah. You're like not going to let some fucking guy from San Leandro slide right? through. Right? Los Gatos. Get out of here. Yeah. Sorry, Redwood City. Get the fuck out of here with your Mill Valley bullshit. Cities in the San Francisco Bay Area. Right? I'm Anyone. from Dublin. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, dude. Take the five. Get out of here. Yeah, suck a tailpipe. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we have fun. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> it's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Emily Mills, just darling. Look, when something momentous happens to you, the Jordan Jesse Go listener, we ask you call us. At 206-984-4FUN. It's not too much to ask, no. is it? No. I think that's a great rule of thumb. I talked to somebody the other day. They said something momentous happened to them, and they didn't have the phone number in their phone, and then they went home, 
they didn't seem that momentous or exciting anymore, and they couldn't remember some key details. And put in your fucking phone. Oh yeah, get ready. You're listening to your phone right now. Odds are. Yeah. I mean, this having your momentous occasion played is such a career booster. And I'm not just talking about in the industry of, you know, podcasting or broadcasting or comedy, any industry. Do you remember healthcare? Take I'll give you a perfect <gasps> auto example. repair. I'll give you a perfect I'll give you a perfect example. It's 11 years ago, 10 years ago. And an almost unknown state senator from the great state of Illinois Gets his momentous occasion played mm-hmm. on Jordan Jesse Go. Are you? Are you serious? That's heard by the chairman of the Democratic National Committee. He spoke with such poise, such and elegance, passion, and you could tell he was a handsome man. Yeah, he got a speaker with a good-looking wife. <laughs> I don't think Emily. I don't think you need to be able to tell that he's a handsome man. The <gasps> way you, you tell he's tell. a handsome. The way you, you can, can tell he's a handsome man is he listens to Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah. What a dapper fellow. Ten years later, you know who that man is? Rod Blagojevich. <laughs> I was going to say. Blagojevich. The Blagoj. Bl- Blagojevich's wife. Mm. Damn. Ooh, Mrs. Blagojevich. <laughs> Are you trying to seduce me? Look out. And I got to say, I love a toupee. Yeah. Right. Oh, Just, I mean, ooh. what's under there? Nice. Probably True. something cool. <laughs> Probably oh. a huge dick. I want to get into that adhesive. Yeah, sure. Good <laughs> 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 sweaty surface. Oh, Roddy, Roddy, Rod, Roddy. Well, I rod. just, I mean, I feel like if you have Instagram prepped on your phone, ready to take those pictures, if you have right. Facebook on your phone, ready to share those thoughts. Sure. You know, then you you better have Jordan Jesse Go's phone number. This sh- yeah, this should two zero six nine eight. This should be as much a part of your mobile experience as Grinder. <laughs> I think <laughs> if anyone out there has Google Glass, mm-hmm. you know that it has a mic, uh, a speaker that plays directly into your brain bones, mm. and that's a great way to listen to podcasts. You can also give it commands. So my recommendation for a Google Glass command for dial 206-9844-FUN would be, okay, Google Glass, make my life perfect. Sure. Mm, yes. And, I mean, then Google Glass would then play Jordan Jesse Go into your brain, your brain bone, and you'd say, this is my momentous occasion. You would call, and it would just all circle in on itself, and then you would turn to dust. And <laughs> can I be... <laughs> Not before you said, grinder, find shaved Hispanic guys. <laughs> I also I also want to say the two one, tenets of a perfect life. One more thing about momentous occasions: if your momentous occasion um, is that you have Google Glass, just re-examine everything. <laughs> just break it down and build it back up. You know, take it down to zero, mm-hmm. demolition style. Get yourself a Microsoft Surface hat and build yourself a new set of dreams. Yes, as Thoreau said. Sure. We do not ride the railroad. The railroad rides us. Take off so. those stupid fucking glasses. <laughs> That's the last part of that quote that people don't. <laughs> and as the, the 609 boys once said, come on, ride the train. Come on, ride, the ride train. it. I don't remember who, what was the name of the people who sang that song. I don't know. Good question. 69 boys? <laughs> Why do 69 I think they're called boys. the 69 boys? I mean, it makes sense. I mean, if you 
if you were to make up a fake name of a band who sang that song, <laughs> 69 Boys is great. I feel Perfect. like there was a lady in the in that boys. Hmm. Anyway, the point is 206-984-4FUN is the telephone number to call for momentous occasions. We have three momentous occasions to share with you. Let us hear the first among them. Hey, guys. Uh, calling in with a momentous occasion slash moment of shame. I was walking my dog down the street in a uh, well, upscale commercial area of Los Angeles, and uh, we were walking past a store with uh, some dresses out on a rack on the sidewalk, and my dog proceeded to pee all over one of the white dresses. Ooh. And after I pulled him off, I looked up and saw a man standing there uh, looking at us with a very judgmental face on, and that man was Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> All right. Wow. Okay. Keep up the good work. Bye, uh, and that rack was a 16-year-old at a quinceanera. <laughs> <laughs> I hear Goldblum will hang out at quinceaneras. Do you think that, you, think you know how Bill Murray will show up to, you know, kickball games and house parties? Goldblum will just crash a quinceanera. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I like the idea of just Goldblum having a full back tattoo that just says "Quince Años." <laughs> <laughs> I also like that it was Poor a me, six, Vida. it was a sixteen-year-old at the quinceanera uh, suggesting that possibly they'd been held back a year. Oh right, but yes. you know, it's hard to say. Yes, I mean, it could just be a cousin. Yeah. Older, older sister. Yeah. I mean, there are people within that one grade. Some, what is it? A yeah. sophomore? Sometimes there's, sure. some, there's some variety in there. Yeah, yeah. Tons of variety. I was in a quinceanera. How'd that go? It was a lot of fun. Although it was a lot of hard work. You'd be surprised. You'd Did you have to do a big dance? Yeah, we rehearsed for months these waltzes. You don't have to fucking tell me about the waltzes. I, this is old news to Jordan Jesse Go listeners, but for a long time when I lived uh, here in Koreatown, my apartment backed up to an alley. It was two sort of big brick 1920s apartment buildings that were maybe 15, 20 feet in the alley between them. And there was this quinceanera practice that would happen every weekend for hours. Mm -hmm. And it was the same song. It was this horrible, like, Montavani, Liberace-type piano song, just perfect schlock. Grueling. Just over and over and over and over and over and over and over until I... I really wanted to kill myself. As a person who grew up in a noisy neighborhood and usually was like, noise, whatever, give me a break, it made me want to murder myself. And I went down to talk to the guy who was instructing this quinceanera da- dance class. Did he class. give you a piece of sweet bread? Did he give you a piece of pan? Some pan dulce. Pan dulce. Uh, I, I went down there and I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. I know you guys are having a class. Like it literally reverberated through the whole neighborhood because it's two walls up against each other. And I said, I know you guys are having a class, but do you think you could turn it down? Because it was really loud even down there. And I'm like, they don't really need it to be this loud. And at first he pretended he didn't speak English. Uh, but I could see in his eyes that he was trying to trick me. <laughs> and so I said, <laughs> I think you speak English. Uh, and I really think that you should turn this down. And so then he turned it down because he did, in fact, speak English. Mm-hmm. And uh, then as I was walking away... Uh, he turned it back up. Hmm. And uh, so I called the cops on a quinceanera practice. Oh, wow. <laughs> because it had been going on for three hours every Sunday for like two consecutive months. And the guy was such a dick. And then you went inside and kicked a pig. Is that? Yeah. It was all that I had left. You smashed the pinata. It was all that you I had left. Turned over the punch bowl. 
<laughs> Emily, you're, so you were when you say you are in a quinceañera, is are there are there like assignments? Like is it like a wedding to where there is a wedding party and yeah. bridesmaids and things like that? It's what was similar. your what was your title? Oh, there was no title. I mean, I, I can't remember. Queen what... bitch, am I right, Emily? <laughs> I'm all right. No, it was probably token white person. I don't know. There was... <laughs> Every quinceañera has a token white. I don't think they do, but I th- I know I f- remember feeling like that only because there was one white boy who nobody knew and was kind of weird, and I had to be paired up with him specifically because mm. we were the two whiteies. Yeah. Well, you got to keep the symmetry. It's an right. aesthetic thing. It's not a race thing. Right. It's right. about it's about theme colors and it's true. You know, the mm. party coordinator decides yeah. that. It's Just not a about a touch of pink. Is there a was there a, a dress you had to wear? Yeah, it was very much like a bridesmaid's dress or like a you know tiny prom dress or something. Her <laughs> her, her dress was. Um, I think quinceanera dresses now today are much more sort of like ga- you know contemporary, but at the time it was still that like it was the mid mid nineties. So she it was. It looked like a cake, and it was, um, you know, I mean, full blown, sort of frosty, sure, and very look much looked like it had been piped on. Were you? Were you? Did they expect you to get together with the other white? Was that? Do you think they were trying oh, to, to like, set up with, you up? Yeah, no. Yeah. Do you think they were trying to protect the purity of the white? Race? <laughs> They're like, we're concerned <laughs> that you'll meet a handsome Latino boy. <laughs> No, no, no. It was it was strictly like who else would what would all of the family and aunts think? Uh, who else would you pair them with? You know, what I mean, sure. it's obvious. You don't want to upset the aunts. Oh no, no. And I, it was. I do think you're right about the aesthetic thing. Like you wouldn't want to upset the aunts because you have messed up the coloration. Sure. There are more it, where I live. There are like more event halls specifically for quinceañeras mm-hmm. than there are any other type of business besides jumper rentals and mm-hmm. it makes me feel like a real dick for never throwing giant parties yeah. <laughs> that, re- that necessitate the renting of a hall yeah there are li- i mean literally within a 5 minute drive of my house there are like 5 rental halls well why don't we why don't we do this why don't we rent a hall we'll see how many nintendo 64s we can round up and uh-huh. then just get a bunch of dudes to play goldeneye okay in a hall that sounds we, I mean, good. we could have we could hire a ranchero band sure if we wanted to sure um it was fun up until you said a bunch of dudes where are the ladies at oh um, come on i mean <laughs> i mean dudes friends i only consorts. say that because you know how weird parties are when they're just no that's balance. true two th- two issues here sure. that i see with your dudes thing mm-hmm. number one i think emily wants to play goldeneye yeah, yeah that's number two i, I want to play animal crossing <laughs> not really a group game uh, it's a game for you to send letters to solitary weirdos no you send letters to the other animals and you try and right. gather new fruit but the other animals aren't actual people they're you know well, they're N- animals, NPCs. but they, no, they're animals, but they're like they're sentient animals. Yeah. It's not like a, it's not they're not literally this, Jordan. I think Jordan literally thinks it's like a panda bear inside his thing. It's yeah. a like a panda bear that can walk and talk and write letters and gather fruit, plant fruit trees, etc. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm, I probably should not have brought up N64. Let's yeah. scrap it. OK. Rent out the rehearsal hall. Right. We'll all go to, you know, various walls, uh-huh. and we'll just write Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan fiction in our notebooks. Okay. 
And then do we share that at any point? No, 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 no. God, no. Here's the thing. It's for your private time. And is it fan fiction in a a erotic sense or just... It can be, I mean, wherever your imagination wants to take it. Okay. You know. Jordan. Let's say Giles and Angel hooked up. (laughs) (laughs) What would that look like? You know what? Probably be pretty hot. Jordan, number one. G slash A. (laughs) I think... I think that you're just taunting me because I think you know that I don't like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. And you're trying to exclude me from this event. Yeah. So let's do it, but with Firefly instead. Okay. <laughs> I do kind of like Firefly. Sure, sure. We can do that. <laughs> okay. Perfect. I think anything from the Joss Whedon universe can come into play. Okay. So Dollhouse, Cabin right. in the Woods. Okay. It's all fair game. Are those all in the same universe? I don't think they're in the same universe, but, you know. It'd be good if they were, though. That would be cool. I mean, I don't think they're not in the same universe. I, don't I think really when you get point. into the genre of fan fiction, it can mm-hmm. be whatever you goddamn well please. Sure. You know? But let's use Buffy as a jumping off point, okay. is all I'm saying. Okay. Or could we just play Animal Crossing, I guess. Or we could get some Twister mats in there. And Is mm. my, can I, su- <laughs> as my fan fiction, mm-hmm. can I just submit that there was an episode of Firefly and it had Christina Hendricks from Mad Men on it? <laughs> sure, oh. That happened. There was two of them. That's my erotic fan fiction. <laughs> cool. Oh, but, it, but it actually happened? Oh, yeah. but she's her character from Mad Men. Mm, she's Joan. I don't know. It doesn't matter. She could just hang out. <laughs> yeah, just whatever. Sure. All I'm saying is, all I needed for a real kick in the pants in the erotic department is uh, yeah. just she was there. I'm a little afraid. That's fair. I'm a little afraid that when Mad Men ends, and it's coming up on the end, the last season, I guess, is next. Like, is it? I'm, I'm just, I just hope Christina Hendricks gets on another show or involved in another project where she can be for once a year. Every cover of every magazine has her on it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that would be great. Yeah, she's God, a foxy lady, mm-hmm. mega fox. Okay, Red what? Book. Can, if you have ideas, I want to oh, know. Sorry, Emily. Oh no, I was just going to ask: Are they ending? Mad Men because before it gets into like disco. Yeah, I think that's kind of part of the idea is that the. <laughs> we can't. I, I think already people are looking kind of goofy in their late sixties clothes on that show. Right. So, so uh, pull pull the plug before we end up with greasy frozen cocaine. Jordan, yeah. how much how what how much money would it take for you to grow? And I think you could do this if we did it right now. Mm-hmm. You could do it in time for our shows in the UK. Yeah. Ooh. How much money would it take for you to grow peat burns? Oh, that's mm. Pete from Mad Men style sideburns. Well, hmm. I could grow them pretty quick. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Yeah? He's her suit. Sure. <laughs> sure. Except for in the chest when I need a merkin. Yeah. But in the face, uh, I could grow Pete Burns. I'm a little, I feel like I, I feel like people will tell me to do a lot of, like, cosmetic things to myself whether it be clothes or facial hair or whatever because i'm naturally kind of a goofball so people will suggest i do things to make me look goofy mm-hmm. i would like some actual opinions if anybody thinks this might actually look good oh. maybe i'll try it but i don't want to just be an intentional goofball you know it would look it good would look in 1969 mm-hmm. or 1992 okay well mm-hmm. so there's a couple of options for sure. you I kind of want. I, I thought you were going to ask him to grow out the full blown afro that can like sort of be. You, you've had much bigger hair before. Yeah, I have a fun and flirty summer do right now for all mm-hmm, the people at home. Mm-hmm. Now, when it's been at its peak, have you ever picked it out? I have picked it out. Yeah, okay. yeah. And it's. Uh, I I look like a seventies basketball player. Cool. So yeah. So that and burns. Okay. 
we'll see. I want some other opinions. I don't want, you know, I don't want to be tricked into, you know, looking like a boob overseas. I want to know what people think we should do in our quinceanera hall that we're renting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yes. I mean, yes. we, yeah, we haven't really come to a, come to a consensus. We don't have any graduations coming up. I mean, I feel like there's, we don't have any significant events. Momentous mm-hmm. occasions. I know. So people can just get together in the hall and talk about momentous occasions. Or, Maybe there can be a momentous occasion contest, not to belittle other momentous occasions, but it, perhaps there is some kind of a voting system where we decide what we will celebrate the anniversary of. Jordan and Jesse's momentous occasion. Mm-hmm. It's just an event. The itself itself is the momentous Here's occasion. my concern. If we hire a DJ, I'm concerned that someone's going to start swing dancing. <laughs> it's. I mean, it keeps happening at Max. It happened twice at Max FunCon in five years. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Swing so dancing. Concerned about that. That's a concern. What that it I is. Have. It I'm is. Just you, don't you don't want that. Yeah. What I if you don't that. hire a DJ? You don't create a theme or any specific point uh, of of activity, but everybody comes with their own vision and <laughs> their own iPod. So you're, their suggesting, own iPod. you're suggesting some kind of clusterfuck then. We could just call it the clusterfuck. Jordan, I don't think it's so much Momentous. a clusterfuck as it is a sort of Lord of the Flies situation. Uh, how about we get the- a conch and we just try and hash that. We lock the sure. doors and try and hash that shit out. I listen, listen. Can we all agree we need to kill the pig and spill his blood? I'm just saying. Um, what about it. what about anything goes? Uh huh. I mean, a production like, of anything. Cole goes. Porter's Anything Goes. Wow. What if? Okay. What if we say that and then also cover the walls and floors with mattresses? So that could be. I mean, anything. wrestling. Wrestling. That could be wrestling. Sure. And it would sort of be daring people not to turn it into a fuck fest. A fuck fest. Right. What about? What about anything goes, and then the and in quotation or in parentheses, no kissing on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with those two rules. Uh, but I don't. I don't want it to be a fuck fest. I still no. want it to be no one creative. I mean, if that happened, right? I mean, Organically, we, you don't want to force it. Just Burning Man. Are we? <laughs> are we <laughs> what about Lil Burning Man? <laughs> Mini Burning Man in a quinceanera <laughs> hall in I'll, Highland Park. I'll tell you what, the only problem with this Mano thing is... a fire. <laughs> we had... Uh, first um, of all, um, your Spanish is impeccable. Hombre de fuego. De fuego, de fuego. Um, we, uh, Hombre caliente. <laughs> we had, um, we had <laughs> all this lube. on fire. So. We had so many cases of lube. From mm-hmm. when we, because here's the thing, we did a, we did a pledge drive where one of the thank you gifts was our own r- branded rocket lube. Oh, nice. And the thing, because of issues around how many it was, you know, how many orders you get the price break, that kind of thing, we ended up with like, I'm going to say 10 extra cases of sure. 12 bottles of lube and mm. didn't know what to do with them. Well, I think, I think something that maybe you've been, was a little bit of an oversight is that our listeners have naturally slick genitals. That's <laughs> true. That's a good point. Well, I don't, it's not <laughs> natural. They tend to spray them with DuPont products. Sure. <laughs> for a long-term slickness. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we donated them to a local, uh, gay and lesbian service organization. Is that a service? Is lube a service? So yeah, it is. I mean, it's like the kind of 
place that gives out condoms. And we called a couple of places. We're like, can we just call places and ask them mm-hmm. if they want a bunch of lube? Is that weird? And we called these folks, one of the first folks we called, and the guy just said, the guy on the other line, the other side of the telephone call with our one of our development people, Lindsay Pavlis, just said, oh, my God, yes, we will come pick them up. So many people want to give us condoms, and nobody ever gives us lube. Uh, <laughs> that's great. So the problem is we're out of lube for the fuck fest. Uh, Maybe we could circle back to them. Yeah, exactly. And they we, probably know how to get a fuck fest started. They do. Yeah. Not only that, but maybe some of the recipients of the lube yeah. would like to Pay come us on back out. in kind. <laughs> <laughs> Pay it forward. <laughs> As back, forward, forward, back, back. Sure. Just pay it in various directions. I really when just, I, um, the idea of renting a hall and just doing something mm-hmm. in it is exce- exceedingly appealing. Amazing. One of Bal- my- I, I don't know why balloons and pinatas are, and I'm into that too. And it, yeah. I don't mean for theme, I just mean if you have a hall. Yeah. Sure. No, I think so. I think th- I, I would just maybe even kind of assume that the hall comes with those. Mm-hmm. It's such a part of the hall experience. Right. Um, uh, in in uh, on the subject of gay and lesbian organizations and sex products, mm-hmm. like this, in you know, in my lean paing, I'm as broke as I've ever been. Days you were a rent boy for a little. I while. was a rent boy for a little bit. <laughs> uh, my like my one of my cost saving measures when I needed condoms was uh, there's some thrift stores here in L.A. called Out of the Closet. Out of the closet, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's a LA specific thing, but I think it is. I think it might get a little bit further out of the sure. Um, anyways, and they always have a bowl of condoms out. So mm. I would, when I needed <gasps> condoms, I would just go and like pretend to browse around the store a little bit and then just take some condoms and leave. Wow. And I they'll would go give you to condoms. They'll give you condoms at the Planned Parenthood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I found out about that later. Um, when Did I was having my appointment. No, sorry. Huh? <laughs> Gross. You, I think you can just go in and get some condoms. I think if you just go up to the counter and say, hey, I need some condoms. Or if you go up to the condom and just kind of throw your hands behind your head. Planned Parenthood. Of you the know, I did go. I did go in. Yeah. I, I, I did try that. <laughs> <laughs> I tried that once. I said, I went to the front desk and I said, um, excuse me, I need some condoms. And the lady just said, do you? <laughs> did she? No, she didn't. That would be <laughs> that would be very would be mean. Pretty rude. But no, I feel like I I owe an apology to everybody at the at the um out of the closet for all the like the what? fake browsing that I did oh. just to get condoms. Anyway. Well, I feel like you were doing the right thing. It's not, a yeah. and that great is what they're store. there for. Yeah, I mean, if you go into that, I went into that thrift store just this weekend, mm. and I browsed a little bit, and then I just left. Sure. I mean, it's it's got a certain funkiness to it, but sure. I found some wonderful items there. Mm. And because the uh, profit goes to charity and AIDS testing and HIV prevention and all that stuff, I feel like you try and avoid it. <laughs> for that reason. I got a nice couch there once. One of my first, one of my first expensive couches, the inexpensive couches that I could move by myself was from there. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I have the stand that my TV's on. Is you had there. a couch that you could move by yourself? It was very little. It was like this weird kind of wire-framed, uh, kind of swinging bachelor pad 60s thing. And I had, wow. you know, anyway. I'm imp- was just great. impressed. It was great. Cool. It was not comfortable at all. Did you use some condoms on it? I, yes, I did. I coated <laughs> it in condoms because it wasn't that comfortable. So when I s- just stretched them out and I kind of, Perfect. you know, made like a little slip cover. Protect yourself. Perfect. Protect yourself. Yeah. Let's take our next call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, guest. This is from, well, actually, I'm not going to say where I'm from. That'll give too much away. I was calling with a very momentous occasion. I like where this is going. Um, I think you guys will get a kick out of this. 
especially especially Jordan. I uh, just got back from a trip to my hometown and checked a very important uh, lifelong, almost lifelong goal off my list. I took my girlfriend up to my hometown and took a little visit and a behind-the-scenes tour of a very prestigious natural history museum where I used to work. And uh, we did it. (laughs) It being sex. We fucked in the museum during business hours. So... Immortal power. Immortal? Plug it in. Oh, it was on top of a case of mammal bones. And my girlfriend's really hot. Okay, plug it in. <laughs> I was going to say, before she said mammal bones, I was going to say, I bet it was in gems and minerals. Oh, man, what a great call. That's really great good. Call. That is pretty good. What a vivid picture of something oh, fantastic yeah. happening. Two, two, uh, two solid home runs in the calls department this what week. What a fun, oh my gosh. That really brings me back around on on fucking related calls. Sure. After that prostitution call a couple of weeks ago that made <laughs> yeah. me so upset. Yeah. Uh, More no, fucking I'm, calls. Ah, man, you guys. Ah. Uh, just yeah. think you fucked on top of a saber tooth tiger, probably. <laughs> oh my god. Probably just a giant sloth. Make, made history. Either way. Yeah, sure. Making some natural history in yeah. the Natural History oh, Museum. Man. Good for you guys. Yeah, that's about as natural as it gets, <laughs> right? huh? Ugh. Getting it on. Pure. Thumbs Pure up. human living, yep. Thumbs up. One more call. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Uh, momentous occasion. It's uh, Griffin in Louisville. I just received my commission as a Kentucky a colonel. So, Jesse, if it's uh, still dragging on for you, let me know. I'll help you out. Uh, we'll, we'll get you going. Love you guys. Love the show. Thanks so much. What the fuck, Griffin? Let's do this. I don't know what happened to my Kentucky Colonel shit mm-hmm. that was going down before. They were being really nice about it. I wrote a beautiful letter. Maybe I got turned down. Could be. And they don't want to tell me. Could be. I mean, because you are a, you know, could you think it's some just some like residual civil war mm-hmm. kind of you uh, might have traced your lineage and yeah maybe you're you're all you're all yankees <laughs> yeah here's the thing griffin i'm in there's all those pictures of you eating pot roast they email like me mm-hmm. email me griffin jesse at maximumfun.org let's make this happen i have a kentucky interest letter locked and loaded all i have to do is google my computer and write kentucky and it's going to show up how much this letter I wrote about how I want to become a Kentucky colonel so I can better serve the American people. Oh, and if anyone wants to fuck at a natural history museum. <laughs> Call Jordan. Call, yeah. Wow. Why is that only for you? Do you want to? You can't. I just assumed. I'm sorry. No, I mean, why is that? Why was that I call only mean... for you? Oh, oh, yeah. Why did she dedicate the call to you? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I just have a res- re- reputation for being sexually adventurous. Mm. Well. I've done it in literally three positions. <laughs> All three of them. Jordan, number one, that's impossible. There's only two positions. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> so. Oh, I'm in, I I recycle the positions when it's nighttime. <laughs> oh, so you, you've done two nighttime positions and one daytime position? Yes. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. I'm hoping, to, I'm hoping to knock off the other daytime position at some point. I follow. Maybe on my wedding night. <laughs> what prehistoric creature would you most like to fuck on or next to? Mm. Well, there's Dinotheria. Sure. We're talking about mammals, right? This is oh. this is like ice aged mammals. No, I'm I'm throwing it open to all major prehistoric creatures. Okay, so this is like even pre dinosaur reptiles, like sure. Triassic period shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean also Diplodocus. Sure. 
I think I might go Glyptodon. I was kind of in that kind of, uh, kind of, you know, prehistoric mammal zone while we were talking about this. Sure. But, um, you know, there's an, there's an armor there, so there's a toughness. Right. But also underneath, they're kind of soft and fuzzy. Right. So, you know, best of both worlds. Hmm, yeah. I would what like about? to say a Stegosaurus. Okay. Mm. Um, okay. because okay. I'm into the bony, bony plates. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that it would help me get a bony, bony deck. <laughs> bony, bony. You like it rough. Sure. Yeah. Plate I was style. sort of thinking the same thing, but I was, for some reason, I thought it was Brachiosaurus. What is a Brachiosaurus? Long, no. Yeah, Brachiosaurus is kind of like a, you know, uh, the kind of the beginning of Jurassic Park dinosaurs. Mm-hmm, they have mm-hmm. the kind of uh, ridge on their head that they can use to breathe underwater. Mm. So probably a blue whale. Yeah. <laughs> sure. No, they've, they, been, they've been around for a while. Right? They have been aware. And, you know, the baleen can be stimulating. <laughs> Exceptionally <laughs> stimulating. That's called fucking Jonah style. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're having sex just like biblical Jonah did. Yeah. They leave that out of a lot of editions of the Bible, the part where he just gets his fuck on while sure. he's in there. Yeah. But if you read it in the original Greek. Which I have. Mm-hmm. The ancient Greek. Uh-huh. And you learn a little bit more about Jesus as a historical figure. Mm-hmm. And as a sexual being. <laughs> yes. And about the fucking crazy fuck fest that Jonah went through mm-hmm. while he was being tested. There were really two tests. Mm-hmm. One was that he'd been swallowed by a whale. The second, interestingly, was could he tear himself away from this fuck fest <laughs> to get out of the whale? In in a way, there's something so romantic about it because it's sort of like the original downstairs of a yacht. He was just balling down there. He's like, welcome. (laughs) We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Emily Maya Mills, just. <laughs> Darling. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about downstairs of a yacht. That's great. <laughs> okay, okay. Downstairs of a yacht, back room of a yurt. <laughs> two great places for fucking. <laughs> the two most romantic places in the world. Yeah. Third is Natural History Museum. Sure. Well, it depends what exhibits are on. That's true. Gems and gems and minerals. We've done it in a cemetery. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that go? It was fun. I mean, I don't think it was for spooky reasons. It was just like you know, Hollywood Forever Cemetery is very like elaborate. Sure. Was it spooky? No. I think it was more. uh, I think it felt a little romantic just because it was just like all these people have experienced love and all these people have (laughs) fucked. So you thought you're like, it's how you frame it, you know? Going on here. These people's dicks and vaginas and buttholes have just gone wild. Yes. So you were, you were like, oh, these people have been, you know, dormant for so long and, Mm. you know, kind of in limbo or, you know. Who, who am I to say where you go when you die? Well, yeah, who knows? But you were just reminding them of, you know, uh, of, of the kind of pleasures of life. Right. Okay. Yes, oh. the, carnal, the carnal pleasures. I thought you meant they've been dormant for so long that the dudes just have super full balls. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. just ready to Oh, yeah, to ready, to, ready to blow. Can ready. I uh, – uh, did you – did you use any of the monuments? Where, was it, yeah. Or was it just like in a – oh, Okay. 
Oh, I, I guess I could see a version of that where you just lay down a blanket. But oh yeah, no, it was more. Yeah, no, it was more. There was more sort of use of. You can brace yourself on something. Yeah, sure. yeah. Is it in like mausoleum. No, but there. You know how there are all those sort of uh, smaller, shriney kind of sure structures. What am I thinking? What is the actual uh, shriney structure? You're thinking yeah. of Shriners. Yeah, you they drive can... little tiny cars and wear fezzes. Well, that's who I was seeing at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, Striders, Striders love to get crazy get in public. Because <laughs> you can't get down in those little cars. No, it's exactly. just not practical. Not happening. Got to get out of the car. Not practical. Once you drive to the point with a Shriner, mm-hmm. you're gonna need to do some outdoors fucking. Sure, you can't just fog up the windows. Mm-hmm. Were you worried tomb, at all? Tomb is the word I was looking for. This tomb. They, they have this little tomb. Were you worried about the zombie hand coming up at any point? No, that would be my main I think concern. it was just like it was a nice full moon. Sure. The um, werewolves were out. <laughs> <laughs> One bit my butt. Yes. Sure. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's no. It was, I don't know. It all seemed very like lovely and you were serene. You were yeah. a teenager. Your boyfriend was a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> We tried, we pitched a third. He was really good at basketball. Yeah, we tried to get a trilogy going, but they ended it. Was there a third Teen Wolf or just Teen I think there were just two Teen Wolf movies. movies. Yeah. But I mean, I think they left the door open for a third. Can I I give, can I give? Oh, I guess there's the show now. There's a Teen Wolf show. Oh, right. Anyway. I want to give an update on our Vide JJ Go contest. Mm -hmm. We asked the people, take their favorite bit from Jordan Jesse Go and make some video element. Uh... I will say we've had two entries so far. <laughs> They're both excellent. Uh, there is a clear winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, the clear winner is a guy who, with his younger brother, who looks like he might be a 13-year-old. Um, I don't mean to offend. If you're a small 16-year-old or you're a big 10-year-old. Or if you're some sort of Benjamin Button character. <laughs> it's hard to tell. 50. That's an age range where people change a lot you at still joke some about point. Benjamin Button, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, there's a video where they reenact my story about uh, the guy who asked me, you Russian, uh, by leaning out of his car. And one of them plays the guy, one of them plays me, and one of their dogs plays my dog. How amazing. <laughs> and they lip sync it, and it's just gorgeous. <sighs> so both of the folks who have Vida JJ Go videos up right now, email Jennifer at MaximumFun.org, and uh, we'll send you some stuff. Give her give her your email, email address. We'll send you some stuff. Tell her what T-shirt size you wear. Um, and I also wanted to mention, I was at the Silver Lake Reservoir here in Los Angeles, a reservoir popular for half Prius men and women like mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. to uh, run around. And my wife and uh, son and I were going for a walk. And this guy just passed me and he just sort of crested a little hill in front of me. So I didn't see him fully until he was right up on me. Shirtless guy, sort of a big burly guy, shiny from sweat, mm-hmm. very shiny from sweat, big beard. Uh, and just as he's maybe two feet in front of me, he sort of locks eyes on me and he goes, full jort, full jort. And then he just keeps running past me. And so I just want to thank that guy for just making all my full jort dreams come true. Amazing. Um, is I, it possible he's never heard the show? <laughs> he's just the world's craziest guy. It is entirely possible. That would be, that would be as, as magical as the two ice Both are- creams finding each other. It would be great if he was just running up the hill 
And as he got to the top of the hill, he had a great idea for a license plate. <laughs> <laughs> no one will get this. <laughs> um, yeah. So thanks to that mm-hmm. guy. And I heard a rumor that our first full short license plate, plate is like being processed right now. Mm. It's being made by prisoners as we speak. Holy shit. How about this? So one thing we forgot to mention about our ice cream experience while we're there, we're interviewing these two young ladies, and I'm mentioning this because it may appear in the film, but I don't think it's going to be a spoiler. We're interviewing these two young ladies. <laughs> I don't think you can have a spoiler for something with no plot. Yeah, we, we, we're we interviewing these two young ladies about their ice cream experience. Oh, we do experience. reveal the end of Breaking Bad, though, in the yes. video. <laughs> At the end, we... Jesse kills Walt! Oh, no. Yeah. And- but it's me. But it's Jesse. Yeah, yeah you kill Walt. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> a random guy who has not been right. in the show. Up Although until this I, point. Do, I do say yo a lot. Sure. Like at weird times that make you feel like a guy mm-hmm. who doesn't say yo told me to say yo. <laughs> yeah. Somehow. I don't know how. With a script or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So I am at the we're, – we're interviewing this this pair of young ladies. So one of them, it's their birthday. The other one, they're talking talk, talking about ice cream. They're for the birthday – they're going to get a tattoo. I say you should get a Jordan Jesse Go tattoo. How much would what would it take to get you get to get a Jordan Jesse Go tattoo? She says, "I'm not getting a jo- Jordan Jesse Go tattoo." And then she points to her friend and she says, "She would." And I'm like, "Okay, what does it take?" And she's like, "I don't know. What is?" It? I, she's like, "Well, what it costs to get a tattoo?" And I'm like, "I got a hundred bucks in my pocket." And I pull it out and she's like, "That's what a tattoo costs." And I'm like. Great, so you're going to get this tattoo? She's like, yup. And I'm like, you know it's a bad idea, right? <laughs> she's, like, she's like, I don't think so. I really love your show, and it would remind me of this great day and how much I love your show when I saw it. Oh, man. So her name's Denise. Did she do it? She totally fucking did it. Oh, that's amazing. And not only that, it's a really lovely tattoo. It's a, a very well-rendered ice cream cone. Oh. It's a color tattoo, well-rendered ice cream cone, looks gorgeous, has some sprinkles on it. That's great. And it has one of those sort of text flags, you know, like that might say mother. Uh-huh. Uh, and it oh, says great. And it says JJ Go on it. Oh, that's amazing. Thank goodness. It, what if it was like a cheeseburger in paradise tattoo or something? I know. <laughs> I know. Thank goodness. And and I paid for it. I gave her the 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. She gave it to the tattoo man. It was tremendous. That's beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. Did I she see- get any kind of lifetime privileges to anything? Yeah. I mean, I think she always gets invited to Jordan's fuck fests. Yeah. Sure. Lifetime fuck fest <laughs> access. <laughs> she, she can, I mean... As far as I'm concerned, she's she's just good as gold with me. Yeah. If you get a tattoo, here, I'm going to offer this. It's the first thing that comes to my mind. If you get a Jordan Jesse Go related tattoo, including the Max Fun Rocket Chip, doesn't have to include, but I'm saying it, that extends to the Max Fun Rocket Chip because a couple of people have gotten Max Fun Rocket Chip tattoos. What about something from Dollhouse or Cabin in the Woods? <laughs> it's not in the same universe. Okay. Just the same creator. Sure. Did we mention that Joss Whedon created our show? <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, the dialogue's yeah, so snappy. Not. Very yeah. snappy. That's why everyone's always saying something that's most of a joke, <laughs> but not quite a full not joke. All of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more like fun than an actual joke. <laughs> right, right. Um, a nod to a joke. A nod will. to mm. a joke. Yes. Yeah. So, I say anybody who gets a Jordan Je- Jesse Go tattoo or a Max Fun Rocket Ship tattoo, we will welcome you with open arms at a taping of Jordan Jesse Go Great. here at Max Fun headquarters. Yes. You can't have a. a Significant criminal record, no violent convictions, and yeah, and you can't have a significant significant other with you. How about just 
Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's, for that's for the fuckfest part. Sure. Uh, okay. I mean, if they're down. Yeah. If, like, the significant other is down. Okay. But, like, I don't need, like, a bunch of, like, jealousy and drama, you know? Right. Because <laughs> they, they God, don't... God, I don't need any more drama, guys. No. Just... They don't have the tat. Yeah. Right. So, let's draw the line somewhere. Here's the thing. No cops. In Jordan's day-to-day no life... No pigs, either. <laughs> as, as an NBA player, mm-hmm. traveling the country, fucking beautiful women, he gets more than his fair share of drama and bullshit. Yeah. Uh, baby mama drama, to they, be specific. They're everywhere, huh? He never uses protection. No. Well, it feels worse. And he always has sex with women who aren't on the pill. Right. And so the drama Again, that he gets feels worse. You can feel the pill. Yeah. <laughs> they say you can't, <laughs> but you oh, kind of wow. can. But when I'm, you know, to be fair, you will sometimes, you will sometimes put a Norplant up your butt. Mm, sure, but that's just for, that's just <laughs> so fair. I don't forget it on fair. my way home. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I also do it back with my keys too. <laughs> um, but sincerely, if you get a Jordan Jesse Go tattoo, I don't care how small it is. I don't care where it is. I mean, I'm interested to see where it yeah. is. I mean, we want to see your butt. <laughs> <laughs> but all no you cops. have to do is send it to us. JJ Go at MaximumFun.org. Send us a photograph. Has to be a real tattoo. We will schedule a time for you to come by. If you're going to be in Los Angeles, we usually tape on the weekends. We will make an accommodation for you so that you can come by. You'll get a tour of Max Fun World headquarters. You'll get to hang out while we're taping a show. We'll talk about you. Mm. Probably say some nice things and some unkind things. Mm. But the unkind things will be all in good fun. And true. We'll send you yeah, out with a true. Very true. A, we'll send we you out with like break you down. one of every weird promotional thing that we have six left of. Great. Like not enough to sell or give away. Is there any more lube? I don't think there's any more lube, but we do have water bottles. Cool. We've got some bubblegum cigars. Oh, nice. We've got a wide so variety we of really weird stuff. we really do an Iron Man if we need to. <laughs> A lot, yeah, a lot of Luna bars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's a that's a real offer, Jordan. Yeah, I think I'm not saying it's not. It's beautiful. I'm gonna think about it. Give it some thought. <laughs> I know you don't have any tattoos now. Zero. But I think this is a good first tattoo. Mm-hmm. We have a good looking logo. You do. That's we have nice yeah. logos. I say go for it. I say do this. And really, any of the imagery you bring up would be fantastic. Like, ice cream cone is great. Mm-hmm. Like, some, you know, sweet pig, you know, just... Chompers. Get chompers tattooed on yourself. Yeah. Speaking of some pig. Yeah, right? It's a hell of a pig. Mm-hmm. Great pig. Okay. We'll see you in the UK, UK. Um, it's, we, it's, we're going to, our next episode is probably going to be delayed because we're tra- going to be traveling overseas. Our apologies for that. But in the meantime, check back at MaximumFun.org so you can see our ice cream video. And, uh, Emily Maya Mills, it has been a delight to speak with you. Thanks so much for having me. I'll see you guys at the hall. People can follow your, uh, Twitters online, right? Yes. Everything I do and have is all Emily Maya Mills at Twitter, Facebook. Dot com. Um, dot com. Yeah. All of that. Dot net. Dot net. Dot biz. TV. HuffPo's not fucking around. Emily's got a great Twitter. Oh. Some of the some of the funniest Twitter jokes, I think. I think this is your it's a, it's a guaranteed home run follow. Thank you so much. I would say she's Thank probably you. she's probably the funniest person to come out of a Catholic high school in San Francisco since the Great Al Madrigal. Oh yeah, indeed. Come from a come from a from from come from good stock. <laughs> good stock, good stock. Following in big shoes, but yeah. JJ go at maximumfun.org. 
206-984-4FUN is our telephone number. Our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design, and Light in the Attic Records. Nick White on the board is actually doing quite a good job. This week's episode still produced by Sonny D, Brian Fernandez. Uh, Brian's out of town on a family emergency, so, Brian, we're thinking of you, pal, and uh, we're thinking about uh, the situation with your family, and we wish you really all the best and uh, hope for a quick recovery. So, thanks much, pal. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for having me. On Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.